Welcome to the HLNSC podcast from the Teaching Mentors. I'm your host, Naomi Anderson, and I'll be speaking to Krista Price from our Walford campus about metacognition. Welcome and hello. Thank you for joining us, Krista. Um, I'd, like ask, I'd like to ask you a few questions about metacognition. But first, tell us a little bit about your background and what you do here at Ludlow and North Shropshire College. Hi, Naomi. Thank you. So I am an equine lecturer based at the Walford campus. So one of our land based campuses. I have been teaching for nearly 20 years in various FE settings and I'm also a teaching and learning mentor and my background is sort of quite heavily within the practical side of things so our courses are reasonably practical so I do a lot of coaching and I'm also I am a a stage four qualified riding instructor or coach. Thanks Krista so yeah what does metacognition mean to you? So I suppose to me, it's all about kind of developing positive learning behaviours and that sort of growth mindset. So being self-reflective is really important and sort of looking at feedback and using feedback from tutors, coaches and peers in a really positive way. I think it's it's a skill that, you know, particularly working with teenagers, they often don't come to us with and they need to learn as part of their their learning journey within the college. Thanks for that. Yeah, I agree with you. They, they don't really know about it, do they, when they arrive? You mentioned before this call that you'd had some really successful metacognition resources and techniques. Could you tell us a bit about those? Yeah, so particularly with our 1080 students, so they're our second year level three students, the level of metacognition that is required for their assessments at that level is quite high so we do start developing it within the first year in order for them to sort of bring it through into the second year but in particular because riding is one of the things that they enjoy the most and it's a very practical task there's also quite a lot of thinking required particularly for the second years so As part of their flat work riding, they have to be able to assess a horse's way of going um, and put strategies in place in order to improve that horse. And they need to do that in a short space of time. So they will have, you know, sort of an hour and a half to ride three horses and show improvement. So they need to become quite quick at sort of thinking, problem solving, planning. So as part of their ride unit, quite early on in the year, what I do is I set them a a project. So they will have a project horse um, and we work through a series of tasks. They have a booklet to go along with it that they have to fill in. And we work through a series of tasks with an end goal. So just before Christmas, they will all ride a dressage test, which I will judge and give them feedback on. So they have a set goal at the end. They know... uh, dressage tests lend themselves quite nicely to this because it is measurable they're all measured you know that all of the the movements are marked out of 10 it's a set test and they all have the same goal but because horses are so individual and the horse and rider partnership will vary 
quite a lot it kind of really lends itself naturally for them developing those skills through something that they're really enjoying doing um so the way that we set it up or the way that i tend to set it up is i start with them in the classroom i will give them their booklet that helps to guide them so that's sort of a way of scaffolding and giving them that guidance to, to start with we talk through the things that they already know about the horses, about themselves, and then we talk through and we work out and they have to plan a strategy as to what they're going to do. They'll then have a session where they actually carry out an assessment of the horse and then they write down their findings. So it's a little bit like an investigation in, in a science sense and we try and and. I try and work with the students on an individual basis. So every student will have a different journey through that particular task. So some of the students will be extremely confident and have done lots of competing and, and have no worries at all about the, the actual, you know, going in and doing a dressage test in front of me. Um, and others will find that terrifying. So the strategies that they need to put in place are very individual to the student and they're also very individual to each of the horses. So each horse will have a different set of requirements. And I'm quite careful about how I how I work the pairings with the horses and the students. So particularly with those who are a little bit less confident about their ability will have a slightly easier journey in terms of what the horse requires whereas those who are reasonably confident will you know potentially have more challenges so it's a really easy task to be able to kind of differentiate with the students um you yeah, know because the needs, doesn't it? because those are competent drivers are going to struggle yeah yeah absolutely yeah that sounds really interesting and they're really applicable actually if you think about how it's scaffolded thank you for that that's really useful. So my last question for you, Chrisette, is what would your top tip be for staff looking to introduce more metacognition into their lessons? Um, so the most effective form of metacognition is actually embedding it within the curriculum. So in in the same sense that I described that actually you're you're coming up with tasks within your normal lessons. You're not individually teaching metacognition in terms of this is metacognition and this is what we're going to do, you actually set up your tasks in order for students to learn how to problem solve. You can allow them to fail, but do it in a positive way, teach them how to fail and how to use that in order to, you know, then go, right, okay, so this didn't work, not a problem, what do we do next? And, and in introducing things like that within the classroom setting and within your normal day-to-day -day teaching is usually the most successful way of, of, of training the students to be self-reflective. And I think modelling the behaviours that you want from them as well. So I will quite often give them little sort of snippets about things that maybe I struggle with. So showing them that actually it's not a negative thing, it's to be self-reflective and to say, actually, I find this particularly difficult and this is what I did or this yeah. is what I do in order to help the situation. So I think, you know, there's a lot of power from the teacher showing, mm -hmm. you know, showing the way that they and modelling the way that they are 
you know, doing the things that you expect them to do. Brilliant. Thank you so much. That was really good. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found that useful. Over the coming weeks, we'll be podcasting and interviewing colleagues around the college about a range of teaching techniques and theories and concepts in teaching and learning. And we look forward to sharing our findings with you. Please hit subscribe if you've liked what you're listening to and leave us a review. We'd be thrilled to hear from you. Sounds-